I'm going to go to recite a couple of verses because I can't read anymore, so the only thing I can do is just recite what I once learned. But Raphael here has been a good friend who's stood alongside and has memorized uh, lots and lots of scripture, so I asked him to stand with me a minute and uh, get me started on Revelation 21. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. Sorry, I pulled it away kind of quick there. It's okay. But, but, <laughs> okay. But there was no longer any sea. Took it away. Yeah. I saw the holy city. So the sea was no more. But I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven. A city in heaven coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride is prepared for her husband. Can you picture that kind of a city? And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling of God is with people. He will live with them and be their God. And uh, he will wipe away every tear from their eyes. And there will be no more death or crying. When's the last time you cried? Yeah, a few minutes ago. There will be no more death, no more crying, no more pain. No more suffering, for the old order of things has passed away. And he who was seated on the throne said, Behold, I am making everything new. Write these words down, for these words are trustworthy and true. Hey, let's pray over the word. Lord, guide us by the power of your word and by the power of your spirit, that in your light we'll see light, that in your truth we'll find freedom, and in your will discover peace. Lord, be with us as your people and your word come together. We believe that's always a special moment, that when your word and your people come together, something changes. By the power of your word and by the power of your spirit. Transform and change us. In Jesus' name, God's people said. Amen. Amen. You know, people of God from Elmhurst and Chicago, here we are together again. We do this every year. And I have to say this. A little bit of this changed as I was sitting there thinking and watching people praise and listening to people praise. But, but we at Rosen Christian Ministries are constantly in the need of raising money. That's part of our reality. We have to raise money. We, we live 
uh, in an under-resourced community. And so we need resources, and that's part of the gig of being the pastor at Rosenquist Reformed Church. Uh, and we have wonderful partner churches like you that support us. And so part of this tonight, we come and just simply say thank you for supporting us. Thank you uh, for, for holding us up financially. We, we can't thank you enough. But I have to say this, and this isn't you, it's, it's me putting it on myself. When we come together, worship and preaching, all of it can sometimes feel a little bit like a commercial. Like, here's the product, here's a few stories, please give. But I've come to a place where I'm not okay with that. I'm a preacher of the gospel of Jesus Christ. This is a Christian church service. So I'm going to preach about the love of God that is in Christ Jesus tonight. Not give a commercial. In the meantime, we need about 25 grand to help build a new shelter. <laughs> so get them offering plates ready. I'm kind of kidding. Kind of. Lock the doors, get the plates. Now let's, let's, let's get into God's Word. The story of God and God's people, Genesis and Revelation, it begins and ends uh, with some great similarity. The book of Genesis and the book of Revelation, they, both stories begin and end with a God who, who isn't fashioning something with his hands. Both stories include the picture of a God who's not killing other gods and, and making something with his hands. No, the, the story of our God begins and ends with this God speaking. The, the God that we worship speaks. In the beginning, God speaks, says, let there be light and a world is born. God speaks into nothing, into a void, and light comes out of the darkness. God speaks in water and plants and animals. God speaks and Adam is created. A world is born from God's speech. Our faith story begins with God not taking his hands, but simply uttering phrases. And if you would flip from the first page of the Bible in the beginning all the way to nearly the end, Revelation... The writer in this apocalyptic vision, Reverend Tony and Raphael eloquently recited and read, again, it isn't doing something with his hands or keeping busy, but God speaks. It says a loud voice from the throne said, now the dwelling of God is with people. God says this, I'm going to live with you, there'll be no more tears, uh, no, no more pain, no more suffering, no more death, I'm going to make all things new. Reverend Tony taught me this, and I'm going to teach you this. Maybe you already knew it, but words matter. And God chooses words. So that God says, I'm making all things new instead of all new things. That's good news for all of us. Because if he said, I'm making all new things, he'd say, I'll just start over and wipe you all out. But he said, I'm making all things new. But the Bible ends with a promise, ends with God speaking. I'm, I'm making all things new. I'm, I'm going to take what is wrong and make it right. I'm going to heal what is hurting. I'm going to make all things new. Those two moments, though, Genesis and, and Revelation, God speaking into creation, God speaking a new creation, and God promising to redeem all of that creation are the bookends of the Bible. 
You with me? Give me this. Give me that. Come on. People pass the fifth row. Help me out. Those are the bookends of the Bible, and lately I've been thinking of, of those, those two moments, creation and new creation, as the parameters of the lives that we live. When I was a kid, I lived on a block in Oak Forest. There was this street, and there was that street. Those were the boundaries of where I lived. Mom, I'm going to go ride my bike. Don't leave the block. And I knew where that block ended. I lived in that space between And lately I've been thinking, Genesis, Revelation, creation, new creation, that our faith story, our lives are are lived in that space between creation and the promise of a new creation. Those are the boundaries. But the troublesome part is this. It's that space between where we live our lives. It's that space between where sin exists. It's that space between where death exists. That space between where hurt and suffering and tears and hunger and homelessness and violence and all that bad stuff exists. Marquel Sebron is a name probably owned to 200 people. Whoever lived. He was not important by the world's standards. Wasn't a great student, wasn't a great athlete, was just a pretty normal kid. Normal 16-year-old kid, kind of lost trying to get through high school, making some good decisions, some bad, not too different than myself. His mom died when he was six years old. His dad lived in Minnesota, maybe called on Christmas. So Marquel and his three sisters lived with their grandma joined Rosen Christian Reformed Church when he was seven and did his best to get by. But I, we, will never forget the night when his grandmother called. It must have been 1 a.m. wailing over the phone. He's gone. He's gone. They shot him. He's gone. They killed my baby. And I, we, church members, sat at his bedside for a day, maybe two, He'd take a little metal thing and squeeze his finger, see if he would do that. He said, yeah, maybe he'll do that for the next 10 years. And even after a day of that, his brain gave out, bullet was lodged in it, and his family wailed and cried over his body. My baby, why, why, why? And there were so many tears literally over his body. But what struck me those nights in the days since, besides the the deep grief and trauma. But what struck me on that night and other nights with similar things happening is that every room in those hospitals is filled with other kids and moms doing the exact same thing. Why did they shoot him? Why is he laying here? Why? I can't believe they'd shoot my baby. I'm telling you, every other room, every time I've ever gone in for someone getting shot, is filled with other moms wailing over their kids. Maybe they don't die, but just wailing over them, and there's so much pain. And friends, at faith, I know that while violence and poverty in Chicago are kept at bay from suburbs, they are. I live in a suburb, and it's 
similar. It's kept at bay. You can keep it out there. While I know that, 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 that violence and poverty are, are intense and, and that the more, it's more amped up and close, but while all that is true, I, I know that you are not immune from pain either. You also live in that space between creation and new creation. It might not be a child getting shot in the head, but cancer takes a loved one. Folks get depressed. They just can't figure out why. Addictions take a grip on someone you love dearly. And I know that you too live in that space between where tears are part of the normal day. We do something at RCRC. It helps me keep people engaged. I'm going to ask you to do the same. Turn to your neighbor. Say, neighbor. Neighbor. I just heard folks up here. Come on, Faith. (laughs) Say, neighbor. Neighbor. Oh, neighbor. neighbor. Pain. Pain. Suffering. Suffering. Tears. Tears. Death. Death. They're real. real. Amen. And so, people of God, faith, Rosalind, it feels to me like we're kind of stuck in that space between. Creation, new creation, feels like we're kind of stuck. And, and hopefully, hopefully, it gets here one day. But in the meantime, I guess we're just stuck living on that block, full of sin and pain and tears. And I guess in the meantime, living... With all the mess, the best advice is just to to get tough. Man up, cowboy up, suck it up, get through the pain. And maybe, just maybe, someday we'll cross the River Jordan and it will all be better. In the meantime, live with it, get tough. Except that if we receive these words from God with any level of seriousness, if we receive this word, if, if this is actually true, and, and if we believe this to be true, then, then we realize that, that the voice on the throne, God said, see, I am. What does he say? See, I am making, making all things new. Doesn't say that one day down there I'm going to make all things new, as in the future, But God says, I am making all things new. As in God, come on, is presently active in creation on the block with us, making all things new. As in that we can see the love of God in Christ Jesus, who lived, died, resurrected, and ascended to heaven, already redeeming the world that we are living in. And that, that, that's not to gloss over that pain, death, and sin exist. That's real. That's around us. But, but what we can say and believe and see is that even now, God is working and making all things new. We as a people of faith, Christians, we, we as a people of faith believe that, that this isn't a religion that we just have to wait till we get there one day. That we just have to wait till we cross the Jordan. But, but that even now in Elmhurst and in Chicago, God is making all things new and God is on the throne. That has to be real. Or I'm not going to... This has to be real. We, we, listen, while we may see one kid who gets shot and killed, we have another kid from our church who was shot six times two months ago and two weeks later he got up and walked. 
That, that God is, is making all things new. We, we see kids who, who don't want to be in gangs, who don't want to have guns and shoot at other kids, but, but who are following Jesus Christ. That, that God is working in that and making all things new. We, we see all sorts of boarded up houses that we drive past, but, but we also see houses that we're tearing the boards off of and, and putting families in. We see addicts who are freed from addictions. We, we see kids who don't want to be on the streets but, but want to plant gardens and make art and sing songs and dance. We, 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 we see God making all things new. And we're excited about that. We're excited about that. We're excited that God is doing it in Roseland. And I hope that you're excited that God is doing it here in Elmhurst. Uh, are you? Rosen folks don't say yes. <laughs> but are you excited that, that, that God is doing all things new here? That we don't have to wait till we just die and get there. Yes, that's the final picture. But even now, God is working. I have a confession to make to you. I could, I, listen, I was a bad kid. I got a lot of confessions to make to you. I'll save them. But last week... We, we traveled, about 18 of us, and tonight there's probably 20 of us or something, uh, to Sioux Center, Iowa. I was feeling pretty sick all week. And, and here's my confession. I, you know, this should be a wonderful opportunity, but I was absolutely dreading, just dreading going to, to Sioux Center. And there's part of me on a Sunday night that dreads fighting traffic and coming down, and then it's kind of awkward because we're all looking at each other, and it's a little strange. And there's part of me that just... There's always a little bit resistant to it. And I, last week, though, we're driving to Sioux Center. We're on I-80. I was, I was still dreading it. I thought it was a five-hour trip to, to Sioux Center. It's not. It's long. Nine. Nine. Yeah, we made it seven. We, we hauled. <laughs> but I was dreading it. And this group of young ladies right here, they were sitting in the back. And, and uh, it was just frozen cornfields forever. And the dread dissipated. And these young ladies, were, were, they were singing gospel music in the back. They're singing, our God is awesome. He can move mountains, keeps me in the valley, hides me from the rain. And it, and it hit me that if this is all real, God, if you're actively working in creation... And, and if we really believe that, that you are this God who has a vision for creation and that you're currently making all things new, then we have the best jobs in the world. We, as Will Willimon puts it, we get to live out God's dreams. God has a dream for creation. We, we get to be the folks who live it out. And no joke, I was so moved. And, and again, driving here tonight, I thought, I get to come out to Elmhurst, Illinois, with 20 people that I love and care about deeply. And we, get, we get to live out God's dreams in Roseland. And then we get to come here and we get to share it with you. And, and I hope that you get excited about what God is doing. And, and as, if that isn't enough, we, we get to tell you the real scoop of, of what, what this amazing God is doing. You, you hear some bad stories from the side, but we get to tell you and we get to show you, look what God is doing. And, and if that's not great enough, then I get to be with 20 people from Roseland who, who, who I love deeply. And we get to hear about what God is doing in Elmhurst from you. And we get to see how God is living out God's dreams in your lives. And really, I don't know what could be better. And I mean that. I don't know what could be better. What a privilege it is that we get to be together 
and share how God has given a dream and how we get called as God's people to live it out. It truly is a privilege. Amen? Amen. Let me finish with this. One of my favorite parts of, of uh, Rosencrist Reformed Church worship service that we have each week is that we, we stand together and we, we say the statement of faith you know, every week and uh, we, we reaffirm God making all things new and we use the, there's a, uh, our world belongs to God, the contemporary testimony, or, yeah, contemporary testimony the CRC put out. But, but we get up and we read it, we, we sing three, four songs and then we read it every week and, and when folks read it, they don't just kind of read it, but, but people end up kind of shouting it as if it truly is lived out in some way. And so each week, the congregation stands up and we say it together as followers of Jesus Christ, living in this world, which some seek to control, but which others view with despair. We declare with joy and trust, our world belongs to God. Not to sin, not to suffering, not to pain, not to death, but our world belongs to God. From the beginning, through all the crises of our time, until the kingdom fully comes, God keeps covenant forever. Our world belongs to God. We end saying, God is king. Let the earth be glad. Christ is victor. His rule has begun. The spirit is at work. Renewing the creation. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. God is at work renewing the creation. You don't have to wait till you get off the block. God is already there. Amen?